certainly want to welcome everyone here again in the house of God. Amen. And I tell you, the spirit is rich, isn't it? I felt the spirit of God moving already in the service here tonight. And I tell you what, I certainly am glad that I'm on my way to heaven and I'm going there when I die. Uh, it's good to be just among a bunch of godly and good and praying and singing folks here tonight. And uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit tonight about the cross. And, uh, you know, talk about there's break it down to maybe three or four meanings. Uh, as we know, the cross uh, broke down the ordinances. It, it, it demolished the veil of the temple, rent and twain from top to bottom, the old way of worship, the sacrifices. It done away with all those things. And as we also know, the cross means death. Uh, I was coming down here uh, from Raleigh, North Carolina, and you ever noticed a cross on the side of the road with the little flowers there? And uh, it represents death. And of course, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's crucifying. It's dying. Um, it's self-denial. Um, and it is a beckoning call. Yes, it is. When I see the cross, when I was lost in sin, if I seen that cross or I visioned it, it called me. And uh, it's also, most importantly, the death of sin and the devil himself. That's right. I guess if you sum it up, that would be. And uh, so I just, you know, thought about this. And the I'm reading here in... Matthew 16, starting with the 24th verse. Uh, that's Matthew 16, starting with 24. And it says, And Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what profit is it a man if he had gained the whole world and lose his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Hardest thing for folks to do, do something you don't want to do. Deny yourself. Sacrifice yourself. Uh, I read something the other day about a successful marriage is about denying yourself and sacrifice. And that's all it said. And I thought that was interesting. A lot of times I do things for the sake of my kids. You know, and I would say also the cross is about God so loving the world. Yeah. Love that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The love you have for your child. I mean, how many, if you would raise your hand, how many people here got children? Raise your hand. And how much, I know you love the Lord and I know you probably love your spouse, uh, but that love for your child is the strongest love that exists. Is it not? The strongest love. Now, how about giving that up? Well, that's love, isn't it? Yeah. So the rich ruler wasn't willing. He wanted, he wanted eternal life. He wanted Jesus. But he, his, he wanted his possessions more then he wanted eternal life. That was the problem. And a lot of people want salvation, but you've got 
to hang on the cross and be crucified with him and deny yourself and take up your cross and follow Jesus. In Luke 18, 18, it says that uh, another ruler said unto him, Master, well, this is another gospel of it. What must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest me good? None is good, save one that is God. Now he's just challenging this this yeah. man now he is right. good he said i am the good shepherd yeah. he's simply challenging him and crediting god right. whom he is their one right. and he says thou knowest the commandments do not commit adultery do not kill do not steal do not bear fault witness honor thy father and mother yeah. well he says well i've kept all these things right. From my youth up. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said, you lack one thing. Think about in your life, if you're lost here tonight, what's the one thing that's separating you from the cross? Think about it. He said, sell all you got. And distribute to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. And it says in the 20th, third verse and he went and heard this and he was very sorrowful for he was very rich well I thought about the sister that just talked about how do you know that you've been crucified now what does this mean to us tonight you know we know the history how do you know that you're a Christian you're sanctified how do you know and it reminded me of my testimony I got sanctified here in 1983 and I, I got home back and I went, I was going to college and I was also working and I heard somebody use the Lord's name in vain, you know, for the first time since I've been sanctified. And oh, it, it like offended me. It was like somebody said something about my mama, you know, it was like, ooh. And then they, and then they said it again, ooh. And I thought, yes, it's inside me. The spirit of God is inside me. It's living in me. Yes. I mean, no, don't say that again, but yes. You know, how do you know? And then what it demands, what the cross demands is obedience. It demands obedience to the word of God. It demands to be fed and prayed. It demands its words of life. And it said, and it shall be in you, a well of living water, springing up in the everlasting life. That's what it says here. And, it, and so what happens is the carnal mind has died. It has to die, That's right. you know, and you deny yourself and it, yes. and it dies. And, and it says here, it's a corner wheat uh, in uh, St. John 12, 24. It says, barely, barely, I say unto you, except a corner wheat fall to the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. He that loveth his life, now listen to this. He that loveth his life shall lose it. And he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it into life eternal if any man will serve me let him follow me follow Jesus that's the only way that's the only way you have to bear the cross everybody has a cross to bear everybody has a cross to bear and you have to climb up on there it says I am crucified with Christ we are nevertheless I live Yet not I, but Christ which dwelleth in me. And the life that I now live, I live 
by faith for the Son of God who loved me. Oh, he gave himself for me. He gave his life that I might live. He cared that much for me. The old rugged cross made the difference, didn't it? It changed everything. The death of the cross changed it all. In St. John 19, 17, it says that Jesus, as he goes up before Pilate and they put the crown on his head and the blood hit the ground and you know this is the calling of the cross I think to me and he bearing his cross went forth called the place of the skull see when he bled and that blood fell it kind of reminded me of Cain and Abel in Genesis 4 Cain killed uh, Cain offered a sacrifice of a plant and then Abel offered one of blood one was rejected and one was not and Cain slew Abel and then God came to him he said your blood speaks from the ground and it says in Hebrews 12 that the blood of, of sacrifice of bulls and of goats they sanctified to the purifying of the flesh how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ through his eternal spirit purge your conscience and it talks about how the blood of Christ speaketh better, better things than that of Abel so it's calling you I remember as a young kid laying on my bed at night and I remember the laying a certain way and the light, there was a light on in the house and my light was out and I look a certain way and I looked over in the corner and it was the shadow of a cross because of the way the door was. And it was just a reminder, it was the cross. I was a sinner teenager and the cross was beckoning and calling me and the blood of Christ was drawing me. And I could just lay there and I remember listening. I don't know if y'all have done this, if you laid on your pillow a certain way and you can feel your pulse, you know, or hear your heart, and it's bumping, it's thumping, and I thought to myself, ooh, what if that stops? Then I would go to hell. That's what I was fearing, and the call of God was calling me and beckoning me, and it reminds me of the, the the, the cross has this beckoning and pull. You know, it's like a knock here tonight. I feel there's a knock here tonight on some people the, the, the cross is calling and you must deny yourself and sacrifice and give up your life. Um, it reminds me here of a story I heard. I'll just share this with you in 1937. Uh, there was a man named John Griffith. He was a train station conductor. They used to use a drawbridge and they used a lever to lower this bridge and they had the big gear box in the middle underneath the bridge. And this man uh, got the call, a train was coming, and this was the first time he took his eight-year-old son, whom y'all, whom he loved dearly, as y'all know how much you love your sons and daughters, and, and he had to literally run out to the river and look and be sure no boats were coming, uh, and then he would run back and he would lower the train. And as he ran back to the station, as he ran back to the station, And as the train was coming, uh, he looked in horror and his son had fallen underneath the train into the gearbox where the where the where the drawbridge was coming. And he didn't have time to save his son. He could have saved his son and allowed the hundreds of people to perish. And he had to make a choice. He had to make a decision. 
and he screamed in horror as he let down the lever and killed his son, his only son. He sacrificed his only son that, whom he loved. And then the train comes by and all these people, hundreds of people, waving at this man sobbing in the station, not knowing what happened before them, not comprehending the price, the sacrifice that was made before him, oblivious, waving, people drinking coffee, living, looking out the window, doing just not knowing, not comprehending. And so people today do not understand the cross of Jesus Christ, his son, that he died knowing this, that our old man could be crucified with him and the body, that the body of sin can be destroyed that henceforth we cannot serve sin. It is, this, there was a price paid. There was, there's something we have to do in order to have salvation. Something has to occur inside our hearts. And I want to just read here quickly here, the death and the sacrifice that was made for us here today and, and how that Jesus took on sin. Yeah. He never, he never sinned. He never come close to sin. He was holy. He was, he was the Holy Ghost. It even says in one place that God don't even look at sin. He's just so godly. But yet he took upon him the form of a servant and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He took the sins that, that we have. Uh, and he, it's like he's putting them on his shoulders, you know, and he's getting on the cross, and, you know, and he's, I just envision this. And, he, and he's hanging there with the, with the sins of the people. And what he does is he dies, it kills it. He kills it. He kills it. You know, you can't get rid of, of sin without, without the blood of Jesus Christ and on the cross killing it. You can't, you can't compromise. I don't know about y'all. I'm going to give you an analogy of flies and mosquitoes and ants. We've got those sometime. Do you relocate these things? Who, who does that? I mean, catch a fly and, you know, you've got to kill it. And that's why Jesus died. That's the meaning of the, of the cross. Yes. Wherefore, Jesus also, yeah. that he might sanctify the people right. with his own blood, yeah. suffered without the gate. Right. You know, so he took the sin of all. He, he killed it. He right. killed it on the cross. It, he, he, he destroyed it for this purpose, it says. He was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Amen. And he did it on the cross right. of Calvary. Uh, well, it says here, we're buried with him in the sixth chapter of Romans. Know ye not that so many of us as are baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Wherefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Dead to self. Dead to uh, what we want. Uh, this is what he died for. Did you know that? I just believe it. He died. He died so that when I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I could fear no evil. He died so I could run through a troop and leap over a wall. He died that uh, 
Uh, he died that so that I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. He died so that I could, uh, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High should abide in the shadow of the Almighty. You couldn't do these things before the cross. You could never walk with God before the cross. The sacrifice of bulls and of goats could never take away sin. But this man... But once in the end of the world hath he appeared to put away sin but a sacrifice of himself and to them that look for him shall he appear the second time without sin and to salvation. There was no salvation in any other. Nothing can save but the blood of Jesus. Nothing can cleanse us from sin but the blood of Jesus. I just believe it here today and that he died. He died in the sin once. No, ye, it says knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death hath no more dominion over him. Well, I won't continue. I'm going to close with this right here and leave you with, I want to leave you with 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Woo, this really does something to me. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I don't know, how to, I don't know where to start. This is what happened to me. Wherefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. The whole all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us the minister of reconciliation to wit that God in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, then, we are ambassadors for Christ yes. through God I beseech you by us we pray be ye reconciled to God for he right. hath made him to be sin right. for us Amen. who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God and I just got to read Colossians I mean Galatians 5 16 if I may please 5 chapter 5 the 16th verse this I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Uh, that's not exactly where I wanted to read, but that's pretty good stuff. 614. Well, I do believe that it does say in Galatians 5.24 that they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and lust. The death of the cross covered it all. It's yeah. not just the flesh. It's the spirit. It's not just the spirit. It's the flesh too. He, yeah. he cleaned. He made it available. It says having therefore these promises dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. Flesh and spirit. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. You could never do it and you can Determination is not strong enough. Right. Willpower will never last. You've got to bear the cross of Jesus Christ, His Son, and it'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I believe it today. The cross made the difference in me. And I, I love that song. And I, could y'all sing this real quick while I'm looking this up? Um, take up that cross and follow me. I hear the blessed Savior call. I just want to find one more place.
Philippians 5, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a, a, a name which is above every name that in the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and every tongue's going to confess Jesus Christ no other way to eternity you cannot have a relationship with God and go to eternity except through Jesus Christ he is the way the cross is the only way you have to die out to sin today. And in closing, I want to leave you with Isaiah 53. Yeah. This is the bearing of our sins, the 12th first. I can't help it. I got to read it. Yeah. Are you going to believe the report? Yeah. Is it just going to be uh, eye service as men pleasers? Is it just going to be hearing and sitting? Or are you going to be a doer of the word? Who hath believed our report? For he shall grow up before you as a tender plant, and out of the dry ground he hath no form or clumsiness. He didn't care how he looked or how he was born. There is no beauty we shall desire of him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man acquainted. Here we go now. He's, it's getting down to, to everybody here tonight with your griefs and sorrows. He's acquainted. And he hid, as it were, our faces before him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Oh, the fifth verse, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace upon him, and with his stripes we're healed. So we're, we, 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 we can be healed. You know, Amen. you know, he may not have, he may not have sinned. He did not sin. Right. I don't, I'll come back. But, but he died for the sin that you yeah, may have committed. Right. For, for whatever, if you stole something, he died for that. Uh, if you right. committed adultery or fornication, he died for that. He yes. didn't do it, but he died for that. Yeah. Uh, if you, uh, done anything that's sinful if you've said some bad things if you've offended he's died for it all on the cross he's covered it here tonight well i'm just going to leave it alone like that and leave it with you it's up to you anyway um i just feel like this camp meeting god's going to send a wave you know i've already felt it a wave you know i don't have much experience at surfing but i do know one thing that, that you can look uh, and I want to tell you the first thing you got to do is convert, be converted. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's all you're doing. You got to look to the wave. You can't sit there and watch them out on the beach. Conversion and forgiveness of sins just does what it says. That's right. That's yeah. right. It's not salvation. No, it's, it's not, not. shedding right. or killing anything no, in that sin. Right. Forgiveness of sins just does what it says. It forgives sins. Yeah. You turn. John the Baptist came into the world. He said, repent. repent. And he, he, he baptized people. And he said, repent, repent. But there cometh one mightier than I. Yeah, right. Whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. Amen. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And Jesus came. And he said, I sanctify myself that they also might be sanctified through the truth. And he took away the first that he may establish the second. 
by the which well we're sanctified. Take it to another level here tonight. The wave's coming. And when that wave comes, you know what you got to do? At least I learned you turn and you got to go in a direction that, it, that it's coming, you know? You remember that? And you, and you got to give it this. You know? You know why? You know what that is? You know what that is? That's doing something. Yeah. That's doing something. Amen. Headed in the direction. And then once the wave hits, once you get salvation, yeah. you ain't got to really do anything. It'll just take you all the way yeah. into the shore. Yeah. So that's what I say to you tonight. If you feel it, if you feel him knocking, if you feel the cross beckoning, then come on down. There's nothing to wait for. If you hear his voice, harden not your heart. He says, come on to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. And take my yoke upon you. Learn me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is life. While the congregation stands and we sing a song of invitation, everyone come up. Y'all pray for me.